up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, September 29th. And uh-oh, is the proverbial hitting the fan in the NFL on the COVID front. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. Of course, we got to talk about waivers on the show today, but I am going to lead by telling you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world. Because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into. When you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports, sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Help the pod out. Sign up. With the promo code RANT, and that is a good thing right there. It is not a good thing in the NFL right now. Uh, This broke earlier today, this morning, in fact, that the Tennessee Titans had three players and five personnel test positive for COVID-19. The immediate implications, well, they are shut down uh, in their facility, and the Vikings as well, who were their Week 3 opponent, Also suspending all in-person activities. They are being tested. And I will tell you, I I actually have to be tested every single week for my job with CBS. So in order to go in the building up there at the uh, CBS Broadcast Center up in New York, I have to be tested. And the test has to be current. uh, And I also have to be screened within eight hours before going into the building. So I'm quite (laughs) well-versed at COVID testing now. And there are really two different types of tests. The main type of test that I'm taking is is a it's about a 40, 48 hour maximum turnaround from when I take the test and drop it in the old FedEx box. But there's also a rapid results, and that's that's good within 20 minutes. So I'm assuming that's what they're uh, taking the Vikings, anybody else involved here. And so no news is good news in terms of any other positive tests. I will say that. I also will say that as of right now, uh, the Minnesota and Houston line is off on several books, and same with the Pittsburgh-Tennessee line. As of this morning as well, Pittsburgh basically said they were told to proceed as if they were playing, Uh, so to just consider you're, you're still playing. The league wants to continue on that path, but the league has also notified the Titans, Steelers, Vikings, and Texans that they could potentially reschedule uh, those games. Uh, That rescheduling could be a simple pushing it back to Monday night football, uh, which would then give us a whole bunch of games on Monday night. Uh, Hey, it's not, not what we're used to, but it is sort of what it is. That coming from uh, Adam Schefter, so the the league wants to play the games as scheduled, but, you know, hey, if the Titans can't get back into their building until Saturday, uh, this could be this could be a distinct possibility here. So a lot of moving parts on the COVID front. I don't think this is anything to be worried about. This isn't, oh, my God, the league's going to shut down. No, it's not. 
It's not. If baseball figured it out, the train wreck that MLB has been recently, the NFL is going to figure it out. And and we figured something like this was going to happen. And hey, honestly, if you didn't talk about it before the fact, you have to figure this out for your leagues because if there's a game skipped or not skipped, but it would be ultimately pushed back. They're going to play all the games. If there's a game pushed back, postponed, you kind of just have to suck that up right in your leagues that's basically how my leagues are are dealing with it and so you need a plan in place if you have Derrick Henry you need a plan in place if you have a piece of the Steelers offense you need a plan in place if you have a piece of the Texans offense or the piece of the Vikings offense that you're starting you need a plan in place put it in place tonight I'll update more on this as I get more information and of course I'm recording now at about four in the afternoon on uh, Tuesday if I get anything more during the course of the pod I'll immediately go over to that but I want to dive into the waiver wire. Of course, you can get my waiver wire rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. And you can use the promo code RATPACK to get 10% off there. But I figured, hey, rankings are good. <laughs> and it takes some of the guesswork out. One of the tricky things, and I get it, I was there once a long time ago as well, is, well, I I, I could either pick up a running back or a wide wideout. Who's the better pickup? Well, I have it all ranked for you. It's not by position, which is what... You can mostly find out there on the interwebs. Uh, it is ranked straight across the board. But on the podcast, I will go by a position. At quarterback, there really isn't much. Nick Foles will be the starter. There's some appeal to Nick Foles, but more in a two-quarterback league. I think the only quarterback worth a look here is uh, Baker Mayfield because of the matchup against Dallas. This is one of the highest projected uh, totals of the week. Right now, I'm seeing 55 and a half on the over-under. So this is not going to be a typical Cleveland, let's ground and pound. They're going to have to air it out a little bit. And they can air it out against Dallas. So he's a streamer this week. Just remember, he's a streamer, though. He's not. If he has a good game, it doesn't mean Baker Mayfield's back in our good graces. He's still going to be a streamer in that offense. Otherwise, I mean, you could go really deep. Brett Rippon is is the starter now for Denver. I'd originally said Blake Bortles. Um, either one. <laughs> in two quarterback leagues, really deep ones. Uh, Kyle Allen as well could could end up being a starter there for Washington because Dwayne Haskins, man, just does not look ready. Uh, moving over to running back, and just keep this in mind, if I don't mention players, it's very likely because I'm assuming their own. So if I, you know, I, Mike Davis probably isn't out there, but if if somebody like him is out there, then yeah, he's a pickup ahead of, of these guys. I will say, though, that I saw Daryl Henderson available in 32% of leagues. That surprised me, and uh, I, I have him at 35%. I would go 35 to, you know, anywhere from 35 to 50% on, like, some of these home run guys, guys who you can pick up who would be stars. For example, I'm not going to mention Tyler Boyd in my waiver column, but I had a caller on my XM show say Tyler Boyd's out there. I would spend... 35 to 50% on him because you get a guy for the rest of the season in Tyler Boyd. Miles Gaskin, 20%. He showed he's the dude in that backfield, and the Dolphins believe it as well. Ready to roll with him. And this is the beauty to being proactive. You could have had him a couple weeks ago at like 5%. Now he's at 20%. The Patriots backfield is going to be a bit of a headache, but I'm actually I'm going to see if I can sneak in and grab Damian Harris this week while everybody's focused on Rex Burkhead. I got Harris at 10%, Burkhead at 8 Could be either of them, to be honest, but I do think there's a little bit, maybe it's the appeal of the unknown, but a little bit more juice with Damian Harris, and he is eligible to return this week. Could be some Belichickery, though, but um, you know both are worth adding. Carlos Hyde at 7%. Now, Chris Carson is trending in the right direction, 
but I'm still going to scoop up Carlos Hyde and churn my bench a little bit if I have some fat to trim. I, you know, again, if Carson goes down, this is a pretty potent offense to be a part of, and Carlos Hyde could put up some, you know, RB2 numbers. Devonta Freeman, 7%. I'm not buying in on Devonta Freeman, but he's out there in 40% of leagues, and he's going to be the guy. Deion Lewis is toast. By the way, I'll do the cut and hold list coming up later in, in the podcast here. Brian Hill, 7%. I think a committee is a Bruin in Atlanta, and he looked pretty good in this one. That touchdown run was pretty nice out of Brian Hill. He showed a little bit more speed than I thought he had. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 6%. Eh. You can't be a chooser at this point. Some people are in really bad situations, and you, you're you not, you know, 22 carries. That doesn't grow on trees, so I would go after him if I'm really desperate. Jeff Wilson, 5%. Yeah, I like the touchdown production from last week, but if Raheem Mostert's back, Jeff Wilson slides back, and he's he's non-existent for fantasy purposes. Uh, after that, another situation where you beggars can't be choosers. Frank Gore, 5%. I mean, he, t- he had 15 carries last week. It's... 15 for, you know, the Frank Gore line, it would be like 15 for 50 or something like that. But if he scores a touchdown, it's not the worst if you're absolutely desperate at the position. Uh, if I am not desperate, if I'm in a good situation, which is rare right now, but you may be in a good situation, I would definitely pass on Frank Gore and instead target some of these upside cuffs. You don't have to have the starter to get the handcuff. And in a lot of instances, I don't really worry about handcuffing my starter. I worry about putting the best possible running backs on my bench. If that's the case, then if your starter goes down, you have a better situation. Like, I, hey, a lot of people handcuff Saquon Barkley with Deion Lewis. That didn't freaking work. So if you, you know, let's say you churn your bench and you grab Jarek McKinnon a couple weeks before on that team you lost Saquon, you could have plugged Jarek McKinnon and got borderline RB1 production out of last week. With, with his touchdown and his decent production, right? I mean, that's the philosophy that I like to deploy here. So Latavius Murray, 12 carries, pretty solid, looked good. 3% on him, 2% on Alexander Madison. If Dalvin Cook went down, oh, baby, there would be a feeding frenzy for Alexander Madison. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 2%, maybe not as much of a feeding frenzy, but still pretty pretty big-time feeding frenzy. For uh, Chase Edmonds, if Kenyon Drake went down. Jordan Wilkins looks like he's the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. He had nine carries this past week. Uh, Travis Homer in deep leagues. Like I said, I think Carson ultimately plays this week. But I still, if it's a really deep league and your waiver wire is picked over, I'll do this all the time in those deep leagues or industry leagues where I'll just grab, I'll grab whatever I can. I actually, I grabbed Jordan Wilkins last week in an industry league because there was nothing out there. And I'm kind of glad I did. Uh, Jamal Williams, 1%. He's the cuff to Jones. Anthony McFarlane, 1%. Showed a little bit here. They didn't use a lot of him, but showed some juice. I mean, it's still Benny Snell is the cuff there, but worth a look in deeper leagues. Moving on to wide receiver. A lot of talk about Justin Jefferson this week, and I, I'm buying. Uh, he looked great. He He's clearly the number two now in that offense, and that's key. If you're the number three, you're not going to produce in that offense, but if you're the number two, you're basically out there every down you can produce. So 15% on him. Great athlete. Really productive. Obviously, the college, he wasn't the best receiver on his team, though. Oh, baby. I can't wait to see Jamar Chase in the NFL. Stinks we're not seeing him this year. But anyway, Jefferson, 15% on him. Lazard, 12%. Great performance this week. But the thing is, a lot of that's tied to no Devontae Adams. 
But Lazard will have value going forward, so I'm willing to spend that 10 to 12 percent on him uh, because of that, you know, value beyond just this week. T. Higgins, eight percent. Tell you what, only 40 receiving yards, but he had 150 air yards in this game, nine targets. Uh, he had two, the two end zone targets, which he converted both for scores. He's trending up, man especially with A.J. Green trending down. So 8% on T. Higgins, 7% on both Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was awesome, major athleticism, 101 total yards and a score. Debo won't be back this week. So this is a get-out-ahead-of-your-league move right there. McCall Hardman, 6%. He's still technically the number four, but I can't see a scenario where he doesn't leapfrog DeMarc, uh, Demarcus Robinson on that depth chart soon. He was awesome on Monday night, and Demarcus Robinson was not. Uh, Chase Claypool, 5%. This is a Deontay Johnson. If he can't get through the protocol play right here, he's got some major upside. Scotty Miller, 5%. I don't know when we see Chris Godwin, but it's it's going to be at least two weeks just based on their schedule. He's not going to play this week, and then they have the Thursday night the next week. So Scotty will have some flex value the next two weeks. Gabe Davis uh, from the Bills, 5% on him. He's going to have some value with John Brown's sideline. Gabe Davis can get downfield in a hurry, man. Uh, Greg Ward, 5%. Somebody has to catch freaking football for the Eagles, so why not? Greg Ward. Hunter Renfro, 5%. Brian Edwards banged up. Henry Ruggs banged up. Hunter Renfro. Not a lot of upside, but Hunter Renfro. Zach Paschal, 3%. Michael Pittman now, injury bug going around for the Colts wide receiver core. So, Zach Paschal. Uh, Andy Isabella, 3%. Yes, he found the end zone twice, but he only played 26 snaps. He's still the number four. Maybe it's only, you know, it's a matter of time, but, you know, I'm going to stash with him. Golden Tate, 3%. I just hate the Giants offense, but he had seven targets, so we'll give him that. Randall Cobb, 3%. I am not bullish on him. I'm, maybe I'm a little low, but I don't see it. He's the number three. Sure, he had 95 yards and a score. But do yourself this favor. When you're looking up, you know, you're doing your waiver claims, don't do these two things. First, don't sort by projected points and then select the guys who are projected highest. Second, don't go to last week's points scored and filter by the guys who scored the highest. Like, do a little bit more work to it. He's the number three receiver there. Uh, Cedric Wilson scored two touchdowns. I'll go 2% on him. He's actually the number five receiver, but there's at least something. There's enough smoke there where I would stash him in a deep league, but don't get too crazy. He he was fifth on the team in snaps this past week, all right? Uh, KJ Hamler, 1%. He led the Broncos in snaps, but not much production, not much appeal there right now. But, you know, again, beggars can't be choosers uh, at the position. Let's round it out with tight end. I got some... Uh, streamers for you as well but tight end this week there's actually a bunch of good options so I think Mo Cox and Greg Olson are really the top two Mo Cox at five percent Greg Olson at five percent really with with Jack Doyle on the field Mo Cox was still able to produce so I like that he's trending up Greg Olson looked pretty good I'll be I was really surprised but I'm going to admit it five for 61 and I want to get a piece of that offense Jimmy Graham at five percent we know what Jimmy Graham is let's not chase last week's results He's going to be a streamer, at least in that conversation, but I don't want to go too far here. Eric Ebron, 5%. He really benefited from Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's a target hog on that that squad, that Steelers roster. So Ebron, at least for now, trending in the right direction. Outside of those guys, I mean, Robert Tanyan gives you meh, 
2%, 5 for 50 and a touchdown last week, but is that going to happen every single week? I highly doubt it. Uh, but I do have to say I'm impressed with Adam Troutman. Jared Cook banged up, and Troutman going out there. I, I like this kid in the pre-draft process a lot and uh, really went out there and put up a, neat, a nice line. So 1% bid on Adam Troutman. All right, real quick on the hold and cut list. So here's the players I'm holding. DeAndre Swift, you didn't draft him for September. Be patient. Malcolm Brown, I am I'm not 100% sold on Daryl Henderson, but I am significantly more sold on him than I was last week. He's played very good football, but I just don't, I get that spidey senses with the Rams backfield that I don't think this sticks the whole year. So we're going to, we're going to hold on to Malcolm Brown for now. Joshua Kelly, you know, he's a premium handcuff and he's not going anywhere. Mark Ingram is still the top option for the Ravens. So he's not going anywhere. John Brown, don't cut him unless the injury says he's going to miss significant time. I don't have anything there yet and then Jarvis Landry just give him one more week if he doesn't do it against Dallas then sure cut him loose all right same you know you're not cutting Odell no matter what but you know they're gonna go off here uh the cut list three quarterbacks for me Carson Wentz Daniel Jones Gardner Minshew nothing happening for Wentz or Jones so I think it's fair to to cut those guys loose as far as Minshew is concerned hot start but we're gonna play him in the right matchups he is uh basically a streamer Deion Lewis he gone uh, it's very clear that he's worth nothing in fantasy after last week. Michael Pittman's going to miss at least a month, so we're cutting him loose. Deshaun Jackson is banged up. That's his M.O., so we're cutting him loose. Dallas Goddard is on injured reserve now, and so that means he's going to miss at least three weeks. That was my my fear, uh, so we can cut him loose. And then Jordan Akins, if you picked him up, you could cut him loose. He's a streamer at best. Speaking of streamers, here's the defensive streamers for the week. The Rams are the top play. I I mean, hey, they face the Giants. They're a good defense, too. Uh, so they are the top play. But you get two plays on Thursday night. The Broncos are absolutely in play after what Sam Darnold and company uh, did uh, let the Colts do <laughs> on uh, in week three. So, yeah, Denver, giddy up. But I don't mind taking on, you know, the Brett Rippin, or if it ends up being Brett Rippin slash Blake Bortles show on the other side with the Jets defense. I'm going to go after Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Seahawks. I think he's always only one week away from an implosion. So the Seahawks are in play. And then the Eagles against Nick Mullins. The Eagles are actually a pretty good defense. The offense isn't is is the issue there. The injuries are the big issue. But uh the Eagles defense against Nick Mullins, I think that's a much tougher test than what he faced last week. So there you go. If you want the entire set of rankings, you can get them over at ftnfantasy.com. Appreciate you guys reviewing the show. We are closing in on 1,000. I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. That's what she said. But we are almost there. We're under 100 away, 100 reviews away on iTunes. So if you haven't reviewed the show already, please do. Super easy to do. It takes you only a minute. And actually, it's even quicker if you have an iPhone. Open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Ranch, scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're done. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rad Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. Rankings, projections, it's on, baby. Week four. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs>